Hello Leeds, my name is Hazel Mullisham and this is the Light on Leeds podcast. On this week's episode I spoke to Denham Hill who is the community manager and skateboard coach of LS10. LS10 is a skate park in South Leeds but it also provides alternative provision for people who are close to or have been excluded from school. The skate park covers 25,000 square feet and has a wide selection of professional and bespoke ramps and a huge street section laid out in four main sections open to all kinds of rider. I really enjoyed speaking to Denham and I hope that you will enjoy listening. On this episode of the Light on Leeds podcast, I have Denham Hill, who's remotely connected to speak to me. Hello, Denham. Hi, Hazel. How are you doing? I'm very well, thank you very much. Um, thank you so much for coming along to speak to me, well, remotely coming along. Um, so you've come to speak to me about LS10 Skate Park. Can you tell me all about it and how you got involved? Yeah, of course. So uh, LS10 Skate Park, we're based in Hunslet. We're just behind the, the big Costco. Um, now, a lot of people were familiar with the old skate park that used to exist here, which was the works. Uh, LS10 kind of under a new team of volunteers in response to the closure of the works took over in uh, in February of 2019 or, or January of 2019 sorry and we're a charity and our focus is on kind of celebrating and rewarding individuality and diversity through wheeled sports and also promoting equality as well so we reach out to a lot of different young people across Leeds we have an alternative provision on the site as well, which we serve some of the harder to reach young people. And they have daily skate park sessions and our whole focus is to get them back into a mainstream educational setting. We, of course, have the public skate park, which is uh, which is kind of open um, seven days a week. So you can book in for sessions. We run beginner sessions. We run sessions for marginalised genders as well. So there's a bit of something for everybody. And then we kind of go out into the city of Leeds and deliver community projects as well. So we go to skate parks out and about. We take a bunch of boards and helmets and just basically spread skateboarding to as many young people as we as we possibly can. It's all about kind of providing opportunities where perhaps those opportunities wouldn't have existed previously. So we do work in a lot of areas that are seen to um, to be areas of high deprivation. I don't like to use that word personally. I think I think using the, the term deprivation can be a little bit negative. Um, so maybe let's say areas where there's not as much opportunity. Um, I got involved pretty much when, when LS10, LS10 started, or maybe a couple of months after anyways. Uh, my experience is in skateboard coach development and skateboard coaching itself. Uh, of course, LS10 was a, an organisation I was familiar with. So I, I applied to take on the role as a skateboard coach and nearly three years down the line, I'm uh, running the community side of the, the business and charity and coaching and developing our, our new coaches as well. So uh, wearing lots of different hats and just giving back the skate, uh, the joy that skateboarding has brought me over the past 20 years or so. Oh, that's fantastic. It must be really great to manage to get yourself um, a, a job in an area that you love so much. I imagine you've been skating since you were quite young. Yeah, yeah. So I started when I was when I was 10. So every time I 
going to sessions with uh, with the younger kids and tell them I've been skating 20 years. I feel really, really old. You know, it seems like <laughs> a really long time to be skating. Uh, but yeah, it's fantastic to make a career out of, uh, out of something that you love doing. It's something that's a lot more achievable now as well, I think, for young people who are getting into wheeled sports. There's more coaching opportunities. And of course, after the Olympics this year with skateboarding, there's, there's opportunities within that as well. So yeah, it was, it was hard work um, at first, but now that uh, skateboarding and wheeled sports are opening up, I think it's important that we let young people know that you absolutely can, if you want to, um, pursue a career in wheeled sports outside of just riding as well. That that must be a great a great thing to do to be able to take the wheel sports to um you know a really wide range of people and and like you said to be able to use it for perhaps students who don't do particularly well in the traditional form of education. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's one of the things that you you realise with with skate skateboarding in particular. I mean, that's where that's where my experience is. But um, any wheeled sport, really. One thing that um, that is kind of constant within that is you have to be very resilient and you have to be tolerant of failure as well. So what this teaches young people is that you know what, it's fine if you don't get it right first time. Um, there's tricks that I do now that I still can't do first time every time so it really reinforces that um, that failure is actually okay and it's a part of the learning process and it's not something that you should be scared of uh, but it also builds a resilience and that's something that I've taken from skating into my everyday life uh, you soon learn that you're gonna have to fall a few times pick yourself back up and, and just keep going as as skateboarders we're, we're very good at turning the phrase no more into just one more and then uh, <laughs> putting it in to get it done so i think that's a really important thing to teach young people but also it involves you in a, a much bigger global community uh, it's yeah. brilliant for social skills uh, for confidence for self-esteem um, and those are all the things that we preach here at ls10 so yeah offering that to young people who might struggle or might not have um, really felt like they've had ownership of anything before is really positive well, that sounds like a brilliant thing that you're all doing down there. <coughs> Excuse me. So, so with the sort of public side of it, where where anybody can go along, do you have um, a really wide range of age groups and and people who come along to learn, who perhaps who've never tried it before? Yeah, absolutely. We um we have a really kind of broad demographic of, of customers here. So we have uh, we have children in as young as kind of four or five, and then we have um we have kind of older gentlemen in in the fifties as well, you know, and and at all points in between. So skateboarding is kind of for for everybody. Um, it's pretty um it's pretty tolerant of. of all people of all backgrounds and um age isn't really much of a factor i mean of course sometimes um depending on uh, what you want to get out of skateboarding it can play a factor uh, but generally whether you're young or old you can always get involved and at least just roll around on a board and have fun with it so yeah we get a big a big number of, uh, of different groups of people ranging from people who are completely new to it, to people who may have skated in the past and are looking to get back into it. Uh, lockdown was actually really good for skateboarding. That's one positive thing that came out of it because a lot of people realised they could just take the board out onto the street or um, or just anywhere with a bit of flat concrete and and just get practising. So that accessibility has been um, has definitely been a, a merit to skateboarding over the past sort of couple of years. But yeah, we get um, we get a lot of different people in. Uh, the typical perception of skateboarding was it used to be a, a sport for 
typically white teenage boys um, and that couldn't be further from the truth now we have a, a girls only session with rolling with the girls who are a, um, a female-led group in in Leeds and it's one of the the most attended sessions that we have throughout the week so it's kind of a, it's good to see so many new pockets of people cropping up and um, particularly those who may um, sometimes be at risk of being marginalized they're getting involved in skateboarding and building communities around that as well oh that's brilliant and do you think that the um, exposure that the sport got in um, Olympics has, has widened the interest of people? Absolutely, yeah. It's basically promoted skateboarding to a wider audience, but it's also shown that what we do is legitimate. I mean, for, for us as skateboarders, it was legitimate anyways, but I think the public perception of skateboarding sometimes has been a little bit negative, and it's something that's definitely changed over the past few years. There's been a bit of um, it's been a bit of a bone, con- bone of contention in the in the skateboarding community whether really you know we need the Olympics, mm-hmm. but the way we have to look at it is with the Olympics, it means that more money is going to be invested in skateboarding. It's going to inspire more young people to do it, which it absolutely has. And uh, ultimately, that's going to mean that more skate parks are built and that the facilities are of a higher quality as well. So it's all positive. I think um, particularly with um, after Sky Brown's appearance in the Olympics, we're getting a huge amount of, uh, of young female skating now. And therefore, there's there's more female role models in the skate community, which is yeah. something that when I started didn't didn't exist, you know. Yeah. And what was it that made you get involved with skateboarding in the first place? Um, quite a number of things, really. I mean, I, I started skating, uh, so yeah, quite quite a while ago, but it's when there was quite a big boom in, in skateboarding's popularity. What we find in skating is it seems to follow a boom or bust cycle every 10 years or so. Um, so I started um, when the Tony Hawk's Pro Skater Games came out, which a lot of people started at around the same time. And um, a lot of my friends had started, they'd got boards and I kind of got into it. And a lot of my friends quit after a while, but I just, I was kind of taken by it. It was something that was sort of constructively rebellious, uh, something that I could really focus on, you know, like there's no finishing line, there's always something new to learn. And if I was being honest, uh, when I started, I was probably out of my group of friends, the, the worst skateboarder. It did not come naturally to me at all. Uh, so it took quite a lot of hard work to get any good at it or, or even to start enjoying it and not falling off as much, you know. Um, but yeah, from from then, I just um, obviously got right into it. Uh, I, had a, I had a little break in sort of my early 20s, um, but then got back in and just, you know, started competing, doing demonstrations, things like that. Uh, I never thought that kind of a, a little wooden toy could have such an impact on my life. But, I mean, it's taken me around the world. I've met some incredible people and and now it helps me feed my family as well. So uh, it's incredible to see how far skateboarding can actually take you. Yeah, definitely. And, and you have your own YouTube channel where you, we do all sorts of um, brilliant performances. Um, is Do you get lots of good feedback when you're actually doing them, you know, when you're in the city doing them? Yeah, yeah. So um, do, do you mean from kind of my personal skating or from LS10? Yeah, personal skating. Oh, right. Yeah. So it's um, the, the style of skating that I do um, is freestyle. So it's a little bit different from maybe other forms of skating that you might see. Uh, so it does get a bit of a different reaction off, off people because it's um, it's a bit of a different approach. 
Right. So there's a lot of technicality. Um, it's about linking tricks together for flow and everything like that. And generally, yeah, the reaction is really good because the freestyle's a bit more underground. You don't see as many people doing it. Um, so it's good to be able to promote that a little bit. And people see it and, and think, oh, you know, that's not an approach that I knew was um, – was was you know was viable so it's good that um it's good that people take a bit of interest in it i think through um through skating in the city center it's yeah you get that bit of interest you get people asking questions but um the main thing is that it's it's something that can be done anywhere you know just on flat ground so you can really take it wherever you'd like and because of that i guess it kind of removes a little bit of the stigma around skating sometimes i think a lot of people in the city are worried about skateboarders destroying property or whatever and i guess with freestyle that doesn't really happen uh, because you just use the flat ground as well so so sorry for my ignorance i really don't know anything about skating at all um apart from when you mentioned the tony hawks game because i remember my son playing that for oh yeah um (laughs) Uh, but when you so so when you're talking about that your style is freestyle, what what is that? So so what other styles would you normally see? So the two main types of skating that you'll see are street skateboarding, which involves kind of um, you know when you see skateboarders ollieing down stair sets and grinding yeah. handrails and things. That's that's kind of your street skateboarding. And then you have park as well, which is more um, more ramps and such. Uh, so I guess a good example would be uh, like the Vans, uh, the Vans Park series. That's that's a good example of that, and that's yeah. one of the uh, one of the forms that you'll seen in the Olympics as well. That's kind of the the discipline that Sky Brown was involved in, mm-hmm. and then you have vert as well. So vert skateboarding basically involves a, a much bigger half pipe. So you know your, your stereotypical skateboard ramp. Um, that's not maybe seen as much anymore, and it's not something that's involved in the in the Olympics either at the moment, anyway. Uh, but it's something that you'd see on the on the X Games and things like that. So that's your your typical kind of Tony Hawk style skateboarding, if we were to phrase. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And so, are you, is all of your family involved in the whole um, skating scene, Denham? Um, no, no. I mean. Um, I mean, for me, for me, skating was something that I did um, did entirely independently. I, none of my none of my family were really into it that much. Uh, my family now, so uh, my my stepdaughter she rides her roller skates a little bit. Uh, she had a little go at skateboarding, but I'm not sure if it's quite for her. And I'm quite um, I'm quite keen not to kind of you know force her down a path or anything. I'd like to no. you know explore a little bit and uh, and see which she prefers uh, my partner um she did a little bit of skateboarding as well uh, but then it, she's kind of gotten more into roller skating too so they've all kind of gone on to eight wheels rather than four uh, which is fine but it kind of billies me at the skate park a little bit you know i just have to <laughs> skate by myself while uh, while they're off uh, learning from each other <laughs> I did see a, I did see an excellent video on TikTok um, about a family, and it was showing you a little boy, and it showed you him from when he was one learning to to be on a skateboard, and then the difference to when he was two was it was just it, it was mind blowing. It was like watching a tiny little robot who was perfect yeah. at skateboarding. It's crazy that you could teach a child so small to. I suppose they don't have much fear at that age. Yeah, yeah, that's that's one thing that we definitely see with the um, with the the younger kids who are getting. Uh, they are not not particularly scared of uh, of hurling themselves down anything. Whereas I think when you're an adult, um, you know the consequences, don't you? So you can be a little bit more fearful sometimes. 
yeah. but I guess for I guess for some of the kids as well, if you if you happen to get injured, you know, you get a bit of time off school, and that's all good, you know. Um, but like if you're an adult, you know, you you're gonna have to have time off work and, and all this, and it can be a bit of a nightmare. But but yeah, the kids, um, certainly some of the ones that we're getting here, are absolutely fearless. Yeah, it's terrifying just watching them. <laughs> <laughs> Has it been quite difficult for you all during the times when uh, you were you weren't able to open through this strange past couple of years that we've had? Yeah, it's been it's been tough, you know, and it's um, I, I guess same for a lot of different businesses. It's been it's been a really difficult couple of years. Well, nearly a couple of years now. Uh, what it has done is it's, it's given us a lot of opportunities to kind of adapt what we're doing so we had to go running online sessions for schools and and schools that were still open throughout the time dealing with the most vulnerable young people so that was great that gave us a, a kind of an additional string to our bow that we could try out uh, we also put quite a lot of time into making tutorial videos on youtube through the ls10 channel uh, just so that we could continue to reach people we did live lessons through um through facebook as well and basically just to try and keep you know providing that service that we know a lot of people who visit us really value a lot of people take take on skateboarding or wheeled sports as as a way to deal with issues around the mental health or you know and, and similar things so we didn't want people to miss out on that so we did our best to try and keep providing that service even if it was kind of virtually uh, the good thing is with, with our alternative provision that remained open because we deal with quite vulnerable young people uh, so that kind of helped keep us ticking over and gave us plenty that we could be working on uh, but yeah it was it was very very quiet down in the skate park which is something you never really get used to unfortunately no no the future yeah yeah i mean we're we're always looking at, um, at kind of expanding our offerings. So we had a we had a big refit done on the skate park throughout um, throughout lockdown, which is brilliant. That's that's really helped to kind of keep us current and relevant in in the skate park sort of world. We also have a, a section out back that is under construction, so that in summer we can open that up to younger children. Um, We've got like a bit of DIY skate park there as well, which has been built by volunteers from Welcome Skate Store and the wider Leeds community. Uh, so we've got that going on too. Uh, we have numerous uh, community projects coming up uh, that we're planning in for spring and summer as well. So we'll be going out to a bunch of different skate parks out and about across the city and just giving people the opportunity to have a go at skating. Oh, so that's there's always always something going on um we, we try and uh, reach out to as many young people as we possibly can do so um that means we're, we're kind of diversifying our offering all the time and looking at new things we can we can bring out there oh that's fantastic and Dan, can i ask you have you always lived in leeds uh, i have yeah yeah so i was born in uh, born in otley and uh, lived there ever since uh, pretty much well, i moved up to Horsforth, but i've always been around leeds um so yeah yeah spent uh, spent a long time uh, around here trying to familiarize myself and um and yeah yeah still still love it um still you know very very vibrant city with plenty going on so so yeah well, that's I great to hear that means that you, you qualified to answer the three questions that i ask every guest the first Go. one being what would you say is great about the city of leeds so i think leeds as, as a city is is pretty inclusive 
uh, and really respect kind of diversity and equality as well, which is something that's very important, um, particularly in, in, in today's society. It's important to be accepting. Um, it's important to champion everyone's rights. And I think Leeds does that quite well. Uh, also, I think in terms of uh, in terms of events and things happening in Leeds, like I'm, I'm quite into... Um, I'm quite into hardcore and hardcore punk and stuff. So there's always something like that going on. There's shows and things like that going on in Leeds too. Um, so yeah, I think it's very inclusive. Uh, I think there's a lot of diversity and I think there's always uh, something you can get stuck into as well. Yeah, definitely. I agree. And if you had to choose something that is not so great about the city, what would you go for? Um, I think I've probably noticed it more in recent years. There's quite a lot of uh, sort of, more run down parts of the city where uh, where things have closed down they've just kind of been left there there's a lot of kind of kind of shells of old shops and things like that um yeah. a lot of kind of uh wasteland as well you know just on the outskirts and such it'd be good to see these sorts of places developed a little um particularly when um when of course there's such a such a homeless crisis going on in the country at the moment it'd be good to see maybe some of these old buildings converted into housing that's kind of affordable or at least you know something that's um, that's suitable so we can house people who are des- in desperate need of it um, yeah definitely at least then those spaces would be used constructively um Let's keep our fingers crossed for the future, though. Hopefully, we'll start seeing some improvements there. Yeah, let's hope so, because they've been doing things like that in places like Manchester. Um, they've, got, they've got all sorts of great initiatives going on there where they're using old land and, you know, yeah. for, for, for that kind of thing. So, yeah, let's keep our fingers crossed. Let's hope so. And if somebody was a long-term resident of Leeds, would you be able to tell them about something that you would consider to be a hidden gem that they may never have heard of? Yeah, so I mean, I know this sounds a bit like we're blowing our own trumpet here, but um, we were really surprised as to how many people come in and visit us at LS10 who didn't even know the skate park existed, even when it was the works, and that was there for about 15 years. Um, so, you know, we are quite tucked away. Um but like I say, we're open to we're open to to everybody. You know, you can you can drop in even just for a bit of a chat if you'd like. That's absolutely fine. Um, but yeah, I'd I'd recommend coming down and paying us a visit. We're a pretty social and friendly bunch. Um, we like to have a bit of a chin wag with everybody. So you know, if um, if you know other folks that haven't heard of us or, or haven't visited us, and send them our way, we'll uh, we'll get them riding. <laughs> Brilliant, that's perfect. And what will you be doing with the rest of your day today, Denham? Uh, rest of the day today is uh, we've got a couple of coaching jobs on today, so I'll be uh, I'll be running a coaching session for the uh, for the young people in our alternative provision. Um, then I'll be doing as as I do every afternoon. I'll be having a bit of a skate because I've got a, a demonstration coming up on on Sunday, so I'll be doing a bit of that. And uh, generally just wrapping up for the week, getting in touch with a few schools um, for for some bookings, and uh, yeah. Yeah, getting prepped for a busy a busy couple of uh, weeks over Christmas where we've got activity camps running and uh, and a few other coaching activities as well. Great, so you've got this Absolutely, always, always busy, always busy. Well, thank, you, thank you ever so much for joining me and speaking to me today. I'll put lots of um, links in the podcast notes that people can click through, find where you are and get involved. Perfect, that's brilliant. Thanks very much, Hazel. Great thank to chat you. With you. I thoroughly enjoyed speaking to Denham about LS10 Skate Park. You need to get yourself along there. They deliver a mix of sessions for skateboarding, BMX, scooters, quad and inline. Um, do check out Denham's YouTube channel, the notes, the 
link is in the podcast notes as usual and um, he does freestyle skateboarding and the videos are really impressive and I think if anything it's going to inspire you to give you something a go it might be that the feature track on this episode is Friends by the band Silverlord I'm really hoping to see this band live as I'm really loving their work see what you think and have a great week speak soon leads bye Let's go.